you're either you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. Welcome aboard. It's time for episode 16 of Ride the Bus, the official Iowa Wild podcast presented by Explore Minnesota. Ben Gislason, voice of the Iowa Wild, joined by marketing guru of the Iowa Wild, Joey Goldstein. And Joey, we didn't promise we were going to get two January episodes yeah, we did. in. I don't remember promising it I because we, we gave our. I remember giving ourselves, an, or maybe in my mind, I thought we gave ourselves an out, but we didn't need it. Here we are. Yeah. We got it done. Yeah. How many home games we have this month? Eight. Didn't matter. No. Nope. Two episodes. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. It was a lot, and and we knew we were gonna. You can say we didn't. We didn't promise it. I'm pretty sure we did. But we had talked about it. We missed December. We're gonna yeah. get two this month. And then you texted me today, and you were like, "Hey, let's go play hockey <laughs> during lunch. Let's do that. It'll be great." And I was like. Ben, that sounds like a lot of fun. However, we're supposed to record a podcast, which you forgot about. So I'm glad Completely. I sent it. Today was just it's been a rough it's, day. It's been me. a rough day. Yeah. I mean, we we can we can dip down the lane, but now you forgot the podcast. You did zero research no for research. the podcast. No, like it was, you, it was a struggle for you. I brought my A game. So well, admittedly, this thank mor- God. Admittedly, this morning, and it's not an excuse. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of excuses, but it is a factor. It's coming in. I I, I had. We did. We recorded the Sammy Walker interview, who was our guest today, uh, at 12:30, and I was planning. I had it slotted. I was going to go 11:45 to probably about 12:15. Is was my block. Not only set up here in the room, but then to grab 20 minutes, dive in, find some stuff on, on Sammy, and 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 try to be ready for this. And I get a phone call that. Reese Smolik, Mitchell Balmas are coming up, and that includes a plane ticket to Texas, which, of course, is where currently the team is. I'm currently there when fans are going to be listening to this because this mm-hmm. will come out on a Tuesday. Yep. Uh, so my day, as is usually uh, the case sometimes with the team services role, just got uh, flipped, turned upside down, to quote uh, uh, French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, it was a, 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 a definitely busy morning. We got everything done. Uh, yep. We were able to get Reese the ticket uh, and Mitch Balmas a ticket, so they're with the team. Um, so it all got taken care of. But it did lead to an extremely poor performance, my poorest performance from an interviewer perspective. Without question. Without question, yeah. my poorest performance. And interestingly enough, not only was it my poorest performance, but you just completely posterized me with your most sparkling performance to date. Yeah, I you mean, got dunked you, on. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be. I, I'm up on 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 bedroom walls of podcast fans. You dunking on me yeah. on this podcast yeah. today. I, I wish mean, we it could wasn't just even close. Put a picture in of just I don't know me being Vince Carter dunking over. Ben, maybe I'll Photoshop I was gonna that say, and send I, it to you, I, I, and we'll I'm, just put it in. I'm sure you I'm have make the, a note. I'm sure you have I'm the staff that can pull that off. I got off. the capabilities yeah, sure to make that, that happen. That pull that off. I'm gonna put dunking over Ben as <laughs> Vince Carter. Air Canada, baby. That's gonna go right in right now. Me dunking on Ben. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, we had some some life lessons for kids throughout this episode. I think as we were talking about you know preparation and things like that, and. Just goes to show, don't wait till the last minute to cram no. and do your work ever. Homework, podcast prep, whatever it is that you're doing, get it done ahead of time. I'm a notorious crammer, so yeah, yeah, that fits. But um, Sammy Walker today, uh, back-to-back all-star mm-hmm. guests, not only it's because— It's an all-star podcast, got to have all-star guests, go. right, uh, Not only because they're going to be representing the Iowa Wild at the AHL All-Star Classic in Laval, uh, coming up shortly here on uh, the the—, the First week this of February, weekend. yep. Um, so that'll be fantastic for Sammy. And then Jesper Volstead was was last week's show. Um, but uh, really an all-star guy, too. Uh, and mm-hmm. it doesn't take long to figure out 
how kind Sammy Walker is, um, how well-spoken he is, how bright he is. Uh, I used charming, the word that really comes to mind with Sammy Walker. I called him that at the end of the, of the episode, which we'll get to. But that is, to me, the best description of who Sammy Walker is. He's just a kind, good soul, a fierce competitor. Again, I, I, I hope when I talk about all these player personalities, people don't think, well, they're soft on the ice. He is not soft no. on the ice. He was in the middle of a lot of things, actually, in that Coachella Valley game uh, last week, uh, the first one. Uh, that was a snarly affair, and he was not shying away on, on mm-hmm. some of those, those post-whistle parties that they had. But um, I was just thrilled with, with how open he was with us and some of the stories he shared. Uh, again, we'll get to it, your tidbit on him being a daredevil. Didn't know that. You really illuminated a lot of things in this podcast for our listeners, for our fans, and for this broadcaster. Ben's so. going to be just dropping things in on the broadcast, on the radio going forward. And taking full credit taking for Taking full your credit, home. like I didn't That's give him question. anything. Yeah, but no, I think the one thing that stood out to me with Sammy is just, just he's so humble. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, you can tell as much as he opens up, as much as we talked about, he doesn't like, it feels like, you know, you don't like talking about yourself in that way and you can see it it's not something he loves to do um but i mean obviously he's happy to do it i think that comes with the comes with the role and comes with the job that he's in right the profession that he has but uh yeah it was cool to to kind of hear i think for me the coolest thing to hear him talk about was high school hockey in minnesota because it's i mean high school hockey in minnesota is like football uh, high school football in texas it's just like it's it's unlike anything else anywhere in the country right so to hear, you know, what it was like to play in front of 19,000 people at the state championship game, winning, you know, best high school hockey player in the state. Like, those are such cool things that growing up in Massachusetts, we didn't have that same experience. Third place game. That was partially my error, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, so, you know, that's, you where, the error that's too. where it started. Did I said, say, I said championship semis. game. You said state championship game. What did I say? He said state championship game. Ah. Yep. So now you're also, and you knew about this is great. Yeah. This will make more sense when you listen to the rest yeah. of the episode. All right. Um, so well, a- anyway, uh, to, to finish before we get ready for Sammy, and then we'll let you get to uh, continue your Star Spangled episode. We'll, we'll forgive you for that error, and you can get to your uh, Explore Minnesota read. But yeah. to put it in perspective, as a native Minnesotan who grew up wanting to play for the University of Minnesota, who grew up wanting to play for the Minnesota Wild, me and thousands and thousands and thousands of other young players – throughout the course of time since the Golden Gophers became a thing much further past than the Minnesota Wild, obviously, but that's the path, and he's living it. I mean, he is currently living the absolute dream, not just the dream. So many guys want to play in the National Hockey League. Young boys want to play in the National Hockey League. Yes, he's on the way to doing that, but not only is he getting to do that, but he's going to get to do it for the Minnesota Wild. It has done it for the Minnesota Wild, so... uh, it's so funny when he's done all this and he's accomplished all this already and just as a 23-year-old. But to your point, he was way more open about the fun questions, mm-hmm. about the daredevil questions, about some of the musical questions we got to him with than he was about his accolades. He's just – he's a hockey player and he's really damn good at it. Um, and he just wants to do that. He doesn't need people to, to give mm-hmm. him applause for it. He just wants to go out and play. And that was what he said when we asked him about the expectations he had coming into the season. He said, I'm just going to go out and play. And 33 points, 33 games later, as we record this podcast, he's leading the American he's, Hockey he's League in scoring. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited to get to that uh, episode. But before we get there, some uh, housekeeping items. And let's start uh, with a 
and Explore Minnesota live read, courtesy of our friends at Explore Minnesota. Take it away, Joseph. Yeah, we were debating about which ones I want to read. I think I'm going to go with the tougher one, the one that you said you haven't read. It's not tougher. There's some bigger words. Bigger words. Illuminate enthusiasm. Not huge <laughs> words. For me, big words. Communications major. Yeah. Yep, yeah, we talked yeah, about, we'll about that too in the too, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Shout out UMass Amherst, where I got that degree. Uh, Minnesotans love to embrace winter weather, and nothing brings out our enthusiasm like winter events. Experience the oldest winter festival in the United States or visit a grand illuminated ice castle. The, then end your day with a hot beverage or a craft brew. Warm memories forever frozen in time. Plan your winter getaway at exploreminnesota.com. Slight slip up on then. I'll give you an A minus. Yeah. Or, if you weren't having such a hot day on the podcast, I would have given you a B plus, but you got an A minus going yeah, on. Yeah. We've made a couple mistakes here yeah. and there, but, you know, it's all going to, it's not going to take away from the, the atrocious start that you had today. <laughs> so it's all right. We'll, we'll get into it. I don't have a, a ton of tidbits really yeah. to get to. We've had a lot of feedback. Um, obviously, it's, it's been a bit since we've had an episode. So I think, you know, hearing from season ticket holders and people I come across on the concourse on game day, people are very excited to, hear the Wallstead episode and have that. Um, I think that was an illuminating episode for a lot of people. Um, my real tidbit, Coachella Valley comes in last week. It's really the first time. I mean, not really. really. It is, it is yeah. the first time we've <laughs> ever seen them um, here just in general. The way they play, at least from, from my vantage point, being down on ice level during the game, it's, it's, un, it's a different game than anything we've really seen. It's, it's, I don't know if it's more physical than other games, but it's a lot. They are faster than a lot of teams yeah. we play, and they are they are a lot grittier than a lot of the teams we play. They are not afraid to really get into corners, press hard on the forecheck, and they just fly. So it, it's it was interesting on Thursday seeing how we react to that. I think it took a little while on Thursday for us to get into a rhythm. Third period, we finally hit our stride. We end up tying the game, go to overtime. You know, you, you end up losing, but um, I think obviously we. You, we haven't seen Hershey, who I know is at the top of the standings. We haven't seen Tehran, who's at the mm-hmm. top of the standings. Coachella's maybe the best team that, that we're going to see in the West all season. Yeah, arguably for sure. Um, and we talked about this on the AHL TV broadcast, uh, at least uh, Thursday night's game, this po- this podcast being recorded before uh, we get to Saturday's game. Um, but John Schaefer and I, our AHL TV host, talked about this. The Pacific Division has a brand to it. Um, you look at the teams that we have seen so far from the Pacific this year, and you could even say last year too, I would say the same thing about teams we've yet to see like a San Diego, who mm-hmm. they're not having a great year, but I guarantee you they're going to have the edge that yeah. most Pacific teams have. You know the Pacific. Mm-hmm. San Jose has an edge to them. Colorado is one of the heaviest, most physical teams. They just teams. beat up on each yes, other. Yes. Yeah, now, now, Colorado to me... Not as much of the chippiness, more just physical, heavy. Mm-hmm. This at least at least Thursday. We'll see again. We'll see what Saturday brings. But that game, Coachella Valley, really they 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 drove the knife in and they they twist it. They turn it. Mm-hmm. A little chip here, a little grab here, a little. I mean, they're very vocal. There was a there was yep, a lot of chirping yep, back and yep. forth. A lot of you know after the whistle scrums type type thing. And, and you see that with teams in our division, but it, there was a different feel to it. It. It's 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 hard to I don't know I I wouldn't describe it as like a playoff atmosphere but it's pretty close yeah. the way that game was played and, and I I think I our our social media coordinator Jess does such a great job I read one of her tweets I, it was something along the lines of 
you know, no surprise, these two old foes or something like that are getting yeah. to, like I thought that was so clever and so great because I said the same thing on the broadcast. I said you would have think these teams have been going against each other and mm-hmm. these same players have been playing against each other for and that a you decade. just played three in a row and you're playing the yes. fourth game. Yeah, and, and 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 even even though a lot of these players they have because they do have a pretty AHL heavy team mm-hmm. guys who aren't necessarily prospects for Seattle. They have a few. Uh, Riker Evans is a really high-end prospect for them, but not to get too far into the weeds on the yeah, Seattle yeah. Kraken and, and Coachella Valley. But even though there are a lot of AHL guys in there that have had AHL time, like Max McCormick, uh, Andrew Podorowski is the one that does have a history with, with Iowa being mm-hmm. a Chicago Wolf last year, Wolf last year. But most of these guys played in the East. That came over. Mm-hmm. A lot of them came over from Charlotte, where yeah. Coachella Valley was being uh, housed until they got up and running for this season. So there isn't a ton. You look at uh, our players, their players, and you don't see a ton of commonality, a ton of history. But it didn't matter. Uh, boy, did the the boiling point got reached very fast, and it did make for entertaining hockey. Um, and certainly looking forward to Saturday's game for sure, as we sit here today. But um, yeah, I agree. Coachella Valley was an impressive team. Uh, I, I think that they they have a lot of depth, too. I, I think mm-hmm. their lines, when they really got moving, it was one after another after another. Yep. Um, and, and Iowa, to their credit, though, I was really impressed when play was five-on-five. Five, that Thursday game was full of wild penalties and not many penalties for the Firebirds. When that game was five-on-five, five, Iowa was right there with them. Yeah. It was a great well, measuring I mean, the, stick. The, aside from, from the overtime, one of the two goals that they scored were on power yeah. plays. Mm-hmm. And I, I missed the, the second penalty that led to the second goal the the tripping penalty on Henchies but tip I, right in front of the net but and, but I but I did see well I, I mean I missed the penalty but I saw yeah the, we started this that second period on a power play 13 seconds and we get the power play and then down the other end you know Marco gets the puck strip from him and I, and I don't know if it was just frustration trying to recover yeah. it but hooks the guy real quick yeah. and next thing you know it's yeah. it's you're back to four on four penalty expires and they score right before you know the power play ends so it's just Sometimes it's just tough breaks, but like you said, five on five, that's where you're you're looking. Mm-hmm. That's really where you're going to see how a team is made up. I mean, you hear talk about five on five with Minnesota all the time. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we, we hung into the games, and, and you want to be able to compete with those high-end teams because it says a lot about the makeup of, of your roster and what your lo- locker room looks like. So, And Iowa never even really got a chance to respond on the power play. Mm-hmm. Their first power play was only 45 seconds long, right. and the second one was a full power play, and they didn't really do much. But even if you get two more power plays in that game, then you go, okay, we had our chance to show that we could play with a five-on-five, and we can cash in on that power play goal that maybe could have won the game. So, um, so But, you know, either here nor there now, Iowa does keep that point streak alive uh, to nine games with, with that loss in the overtime. So it's been certainly, as we talked about on the Volstead podcast, this wild team is just blowing through teams right now and playing great hockey, mm-hmm. uh, competing with the best. And they've certainly proven to me that they are a playoff caliber team over this stretch. Let me ask you, so I think, what is it, five out of our last six games have gone to overtime or something like that? Or yeah, it's five, five, straight? five straight. So do you think... That's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of hockey. Do you think it starts to wear on people after a bit, or is there enough time kind of in between games? To... I like that this came right before the All-Star break. Yeah. I, I think this stretch would wear on you more if it was happening in late March. Sure. Yeah, I like the, the All-Star break, even though it's not that long in the grand scheme of It helps, of things. especially when you got guys banged up, which we yes. do. So. And it, w- it, it feels long mm-hmm. for, for, for players, even for staff, like like the people who are down here in the room every day. And traveling, and just just to, and, and I'm not go, a lot of guys go places. I'm not going anywhere, but just to the be couch. able to sit, yeah, the couch, just to be <laughs> able to sit at home and to know that 
no one's going to call you and, and you don't need to get Reese Smolik up from mm-hmm. the Coral, uh, the Coralville team to, to the Iowa Heartlanders to, to get him in. And, and just to know the peace of mind for three days is there. That does a lot for everybody. And so I would answer that question by saying, I like the timing of it, but you're not wrong. I mean, extra hockey does wear on you, um, not only physically, but emotionally too. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is Iowa's been on the right side of four of those five. So you, when they go to overtimes, they're going to be able to look at it and say, hey, like we're a good overtime yeah. team. They are a good overtime I team. Love, I love watching the Patan Rossi. The Wizard. Three on three. Yeah, the Wizard. That speaking is of uh, speaking, but the, the two of them. Hold on. Speaking of photoshopping, you want to put a wizard hat on Nick Patan? Yeah, sure. We'll put that one in there too, because that could be really great. Based off of uh, the last episode when you Nick brought Patan up the wizard, we'll put that Nick in. Nick Patan right might be a wizard. Maybe my Here. favorite line you've said on the podcast. Yeah. Nick Patan might be a wizard. So great. If you haven't listened to the Wallset episode, that's a, a nice little uh, teaser for it. Um, anything else that we need to get to? Because we've gone long, no, which I is think fine. But I think it's time to get to Samuel. Yeah, Walker. let's let's. Let's bring in Sammy. It is indeed. Uh, the Minnesota Mr. Hockey winner with the Edina Hornets, a three-time captain at the University of Minnesota, the first in that storied college hockey program's history, and the American Hockey League's leading rookie scorer, Iowa Wild forward Sammy Walker. Ready to drop the puck for the second period here on Riding the Bus, the official Iowa Wild podcast. And it is our pleasure here today to be joined by the Iowa Wild leading scorer and the rookie leading scorer in the entire American Hockey League, the humble, the speedy Sammy Walker. Sammy, great to have you with us here today, and thanks for cutting some time for us on an off day. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. As we start with everybody, we so too will start with you. This is called riding the bus. We want people to saddle up. They're in the bus. They're on the bus sitting next to Sammy Walker. Tell us a great bus story, a bus etiquette bus story, something to get us on the bus and get those wheels turning. Yeah, I mean, usually on the bus, I always uh, I bring my iPad, so I'm usually watching a movie, um, kind of just minding my own business, playing games on my phone. Um, and th- this year, the, the guys wanted some golf on the on the TVs. And of course, they're yelling up to me to to figure it out, and no one else is helping me. I'm trying to figure it out; it's not working. Everyone's yelling at me from the back of the bus, uh, and yeah, and it was when the the camera crew was on on the bus too, so they're filming me, and I'm yeah, my my hands are all sweaty. I'm I'm freaking out. No one else is helping me, um, but yeah, no. Other than that, I'm usually just sticking to myself watching my movies who were the players on the bus that time that were leading the charge against you that were most vocal <laughs> from the back of the bus i can only imagine yeah well it was the older guys that uh, are play cards in the back all, all the younger guys are kind of up up front watching whatever movie they, they are on their ipad <clears throat> so they're playing cards wanting to the golf wasn't even on that day there was no golf on and they wanted golf um i was just trying to at least get a movie on the tv but the tvs weren't working and they didn't really understand that, or maybe they were just wanting to keep bugging me. But, yeah, it was funny. Feels like they are just putting you through the ringer, knowing golf wasn't on, knowing the camera was there, knowing that the pressure was on, you were going to kind of fumble around <laughs> a little bit. I think they just, they just needed the entertainment. Yeah, well, it made it worse that the camera crew was there because they – you know, they got everything. They got the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I really uh, hope that makes yeah, the cut. Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> keep an eye out for that when Minnesota puts that out. Yeah, I really hope that makes the Becoming Wild segment. Uh, it, Sammy, it's great to talk to you today. We, we have so many places we could go. Uh, I do want to start for you for a lot of reasons. Edina, Minnesota, your hometown, born and raised, and specifically not only because Edina has 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 
publicity and fame throughout the hockey world, but specifically in Minnesota. And a lot of our viewers, our listeners, our fans of this show, fans of the Iowa Wild, our Minnesota Wild fans, they're Minnesotans, so they've probably known you for quite some time, even before anybody even knew you were going to be wearing a Wild sweater at some point. Walk me through Edina and what it's actually like compared to what it's known for in pop culture. Because I've gotten to know some Edina people over the years. My best friend is an Edina Minnesotan. It gets a bad rap sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you pull into the high school, there's a lot of Jeep Wranglers <laughs> on the parking lot. <laughs> uh, but when, when you pull in with your Nissan Altima, it's, it's, it's a little different. Um, but I don't know, as like just the hockey community... Um, uh, everyone, you, you get a bad rap. Everyone hates Edina, but um, I don't know if you if you get to know us, we're not too bad. So you mentioned the Nissan Altima. That's a great <laughs> next step because you're right. Uh, as, as someone myself, I actually went to a private school and I drove in with a 2000 Ford Explorer where the passenger door didn't work. <laughs> I was pulling in next to a couple people drove some nice BMWs. Mm-hmm. You, you know the drill in Edina. Yeah. Um, the Nissan Altima. Tell us more about that story. I think this is a fascinating little dive into the life of Sammy Walker that most <laughs> people probably don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's got some character to it. That's for sure. Uh, I got a couple dents in it, uh, but no, I, I love it. I, I'm even driving it now, and all the guys, you know, give me crap for it. And um, but it gets me to where I need to go, and yeah, I like it. Edina, growing up in youth hockey there. Your family, a big hockey family, uh, your older brothers, Ben and Jack, uh, both playing before you. What was life like growing up as the youngest of two older brothers, all on the hockey rink, all, I'd imagine, playing on the pond and probably roughhousing quite a bit, too? Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was super fun, but at the same time, it it was very frustrating being the youngest. You never wanted anything, Uh, (laughs) you know, whether that's mini sticks in the driveway, street hockey, you know, uh, pond hockey. But I don't know, it makes you more competitive, um, and I loved having two older brothers, and it definitely um, you know helped with hockey and, and other sports and just um, being more competitive and everything, for sure. Your brothers both decided to take a different route than you took. You took the collegiate route, your brother's playing in the WHL. As you were coming up, I know a lot of younger brothers might have looked at the older brothers and said, I want to follow that path. Why for you was it the University of Minnesota as opposed to trying that junior path mm-hmm. north of the border considering both Jack and Ben did that? Yeah, I think there was a lot of people that thought that I was going to go the same path. Um, and they loved it out there, but for me it was never really a, a decision, I guess. I, I always wanted to go the college route. and I was kind of a late bloomer, and I needed to kind of to, to stay um, in high school and and to develop a little bit and, and play with my friends that, you know, you grow up with. Um, and I, I always wanted to play for the Gophers, and as soon as they offered, I, I took that. Uh, but, yeah, no, that was um, it was kind of always the route that I wanted to go. As a late bloomer, when all of these things start to happen for you, Minnesota Mr. Hockey, drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning, Gopher scholarship, when all these things start to happen, did it happen really fast? Because some guys – 
being a Minnesotan, I know this. There are guys that are touted so young that are going to be these next superstars. Your story was a bit different. You weren't somebody that had all of this aplomb and this applause coming out of youth hockey. Not that you weren't a good youth hockey player, but you weren't someone that as a freshman maybe was pegged as, oh, yeah, this guy's a Division One athlete. So did it happen pretty quickly? All of a sudden you look back and go, yeah, the scholarship, the draft pick, uh, and we're rolling along towards a, a now professional hockey career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say uh, a few things. I mean, um, you know, I had a good first couple of years at, at the Gophers and then, or, uh, Eddie Dinah, mm-hmm. um, and then committed to the Gophers. But then, uh, you had a couple of years there still at high school before, um, you know, senior year, I won Mr. Hockey and then, um, going into the U, but I don't know. It was just, I, I try not to think too much of that and take every year and just keep trying to get better. Um, so that, you know, when I did step in, uh, to the Gophers that I could uh, be an impact player and stuff. So I do want to talk Gophers, but before we get there, paint a picture for those who don't know what the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament is like and what winning a double-A Minnesota State High School hockey tournament is like because you've been there and you've done that, leading your Hornets to a championship. Yeah, well, we I never won it, actually. You didn't? No, wow. we, we I didn't get to do my prep today. We, there we go. Oh, there we we go. got third twice. I at, thought you'd won it. Well, it's actually funny. This whole, they won back-to-back right before I got in. And then my freshman year, we were going for the three-peat, and we, we lost. Uh, and then I had four years. I left. My senior year, we got third, and then the year after, they won. So, <laughs> well, I promise kinda... I wasn't trying to set you up to relive that uh, <laughs> no, anguish no. that you had to go but through. You did. Uh, but you but did. I did. But I certainly did. Let's go ahead and leave that one in, Marquise. I'll wear egg on my face for that one. But still playing in it. it yeah. I mean, the, the, the crowd. It's unbelievable. The, it's an incredible yeah. experience. It's really hard to explain unless you've lived it. Yeah. No, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's the first time that you're playing in front of, I mean, that many. It's not even close before that, you know. Um, I think the that semifinal game was like 19,000 or something crazy um so yeah it was I mean like it, it's incredible and you're like you're so nervous because you never played in front of that people but then it's like you're in the state tournament you're trying to you're trying to win it uh so after a few shifts you kind of settle in um but yeah no it was incredible young journalists out there this is a perfect example if you ever are unsure do your homework. Don't take stabs <laughs> like I just did. I'm going on timeout. Joey Goldstein, take over for a bit. <laughs> All right. So I got I, – I tried to do some digging and pull up some stories, but I went looking through, and I know you – you know, I, I've learned you're a bit of a daredevil as a kid. <laughs> so uh, I, I read some stories about you. Now, this is, this is homework. I read this some is stories about you, you know, you – Riding bikes and then standing on the seats and this and that. Can you? Is there a story in your mind that sticks out from when you were younger about just, just not fearing danger whatsoever? Yeah, well, I remember just giving my mom just heart attacks all the time. Just, <laughs> I I would always stand up on the bike. I don't even know what my thought process was doing that. I remember every time she would try to pick me up from hockey or whatever, I'd pretend to like get hit by the car and go up on the hood and, and <laughs> just have a whole act. And my mom's like, get in the car. Uh, but, yeah, so sorry about that, Mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she appreciates the, the apology now more than ever. Um, you know, one thing, and 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 I don't know if we can get into it, we don't have to, but I know it as, I mean, from the moment of birth, it was – it was a an uphill battle for you, basically. 
Um, so going and, and looking back on things now, being older, having an understanding of, of what it was that you went through as a kid, has it kind of changed the way that you look at life and kind of your outlook? Yeah, I mean, it definitely you know makes you more um, grateful for your parents and just what they went through. I mean, it, for me as a kid, I had no idea. I was just, um, you know, just a kid. But mm-hmm. um, growing up and learning kind of what I went through and what my parents went through, it's um, uh, it's just more you're more thankful, you know, for them and and everything that they've done for you. I guess. Awesome. And then Ben started talking about you know the road into you know, Mr. Hockey in the high school. So for me, I mean, I'm being from Massachusetts, Mr. Hockey, like none of that, we don't have a big, massive award like that for Which is for surprising, our, actually. And, I know it's and you prep, know what? I know it's they, hockey, they but might, still. but I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> I never I never played, so I wasn't in the mix. But like, what was, you know, were you, do you remember like who, who were you up against as finalists in that? And did you have an inkling that you were going to win? Did, would it come as a surprise for you? What was that like hearing that, you know, announcement? Yeah, no, it was incredible. I, I mean, I had a really good year, um, and then the, all the finalists. I mean, they're they're unbelievable players, and uh, most of them, if not all of them, played D one. You know, so um, yeah, no, it was incredible. Um, ha- having your name called. I mean, you, you look back at all the other players that have won that award, um, and just being able to be, you know, a part of that. Um, it's incredible and a huge honor. Um, but, yeah. So you get to University of Minnesota, you play your freshman year. Now, being named a captain of you know your college hockey team as as a sophomore is a rarity. But um, you know, you're the first, really, to do so, to be named a captain that early. And you, you wore that letter throughout your entire collegiate career. So what was it like for you to have that honor so early? And then how did it kind of change the way you – looked at approaching every day going to the ring. Mm-hmm. And were you surprised when you got named a captain yeah. of the Minnesota Golden Gophers <coughs> that's a, that's as a, a sophomore? That's a huge, huge, huge honor. Yeah. Oh, it, it was definitely a huge honor, and I was I was pretty shocked. Um, but we, we also had a super young team. Uh, I think between the, the freshman and sophomore, we had like 19 kids or something, so um, only like three seniors. Uh, so I was kind of – in charge of the underclassmen in a way um but for me i just i tried to lead by example and go out there and work my hardest every day and um so yeah what was your major communications my man all right (laughs) yes so way to go (laughs) what was behind that you obviously knew pro was coming but you're no dummy you're a guy that gets it and you want to go into this world having the proper background you didn't Mm -hmm. went to school for for four years for a reason you didn't go to junior for a reason because you wanted that college education Mm -hmm. why communications yeah i mean i think so you could be great on podcasts. exactly exactly (laughs) this moment right here (laughs) 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 no i I was originally going to do like business or something uh but yeah, I just kind of decided to go in communications. Uh, I think for me, it was, you know, hockey was always. I was gonna try to play pro as long as I can, and and after after all this is done, then I'll I'll see what happens next. So nice long storied career. Yeah. Maybe at some point joins me in the color commentary yeah. booth after a long successful national <laughs> hockey career. I can see the writing on the wall. It's <laughs> the beauty <laughs> of communications. It's, I mean, I'm same same degree, right? Yeah. It's, Vague. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of ways you can go with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of different branches. Um, let's talk about the decision 
to, to come here. Uh, you're initially drafted late by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and um, I'm not expecting you to pull the curtains back on the entire summer that you <laughs> had uh, and the discussions that you had, but this happens. It's not mm-hmm. the first time. It's not the last time a player gets drafted. They wind up coming to a different organization to start their pro career after finishing college. And um, for you, what was the thought process like? What were you walking through? Why did it come about? What can you tell us about why you're not wearing a Syracuse Crunch jersey yeah. and you're wearing an Iowa Wild jersey right now? Yeah. Oh, it's, um, you know, the, the season ends with the Gophers and it was kind of a long summer just because uh, everything didn't work out with Tampa and and then they kind of just go all summer not knowing uh, where I was going to play. And that was pretty hard, just trying to be patient and wait until August when you become a free agent. Um, but, yeah, and then, I mean, when you hear that the, the Wild wants to sign you, it's it's incredible. I mean, you, you got to pounce on that and, and take that opportunity for sure. And just being able to be a part of your hometown organization, it's it's unbelievable. Was that a no like a – the whether you're considering other teams the minute the wild came through it was like yep this is this is the decision for sure yeah pretty much uh <laughs> yeah it's you got to take that right do you do you feel i know and you hear a lot of guys talk about going home, going and playing for their hometown team do you feel that pressure being a part of the wild organization and just having grown up watching them your entire life like does that do you feel that at all yeah a little bit i mean i i would say it was my first game was in vancouver mm-hmm. And I would say I was more nervous the second game playing back at home. How many people <laughs> reached out? So, one, how many tickets did you have to get for this game? And then how many people start to start coming out of the woodwork once they realized you were going to be playing? Well, it, it, it was nice. Like, I just had to, to get all my family tickets because everyone was like, oh, I already got a ticket. Like, people were so excited, which was, was so awesome to see. Um, but, yeah, no, the, I felt bad. The text, I, it was a couple days before I could get everyone's so. <laughs> oh, sure welcome to life and team service yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see the text that lay on my phone for days and weeks yeah. and months um, that's a fascinating question though joey it'd be fun and, and probably not as much for you now sammy but later on after the, the national hockey league career really boils up and you stay there for a while but i'd be f- curious to ask people like, who's the most random person that's ever reached out to uh uh, let's say a, a Matt Boldy, or, or not even—I shouldn't say that—to say somebody that's a local guy. I'd be curious. I bet you there's been some over the years, some really bizarre people that have reached out in the past of some of. And I'm players. sure he's like, you get to that point, you're gonna get some someone you went to high school with oh, and yeah. you haven't talked to but in they still ten years. Have your number, right? Yeah. And it just—it all kind of comes. <laughs> full. I'm sure there's tons yeah. of people like that. Yeah, yeah. And you, like you haven't talked to him since you're like 12, and you don't have their number saved, but you don't want to be like. Who's uh, this? Who is this again? <laughs> <laughs> New phone, who did? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I mean, this year in the American Hockey League, has been it's been breathtaking to watch. Um, not only the amount of, of points that you put up, 33 and 33, a point-a-game player, the top rookie in the American League. As we sit recording today, this could change by the time this episode goes out, but not according to your plans, it won't. Um, but coming in, and you can answer this question with yes, did you expect to have this kind of, of productivity offensively? Honestly, I don't, I don't really think anyone did. Uh, like, I didn't think anyone th- thought that I'd be pulled up as soon as I did. Um, but, I mean, for me, I was just – I tried to just do my best. Um, and, I mean, there there's so many players down here that it, that are so good that makes it easier, you know, to, to succeed. Uh, 
but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just try to take every day at a time and, um, yeah, not, not try to get too high or too low. Two of those other guys who are on the freeway frequently back and forth between Minnesota and uh, Des Moines, your line mates currently, and it has been an exhilarating line to watch. Marco Rossi, Adam Beckman, Sammy Walker. Tell us more about what those guys are like, getting to spend as much time with them as you do, not only on the ice, what makes them so special, but in the mm -hmm. locker room too. Yeah, no, they're great guys, uh, and we have a lot of laughs every single day, uh, which is so awesome, and it helps you know, when you go out there and, and play. Uh, when you're when you're tight like that but they're so smart and it's it's so fun to learn from them um, on the ice and uh, definitely makes it easier uh, when you got two guys like that moving you the puck and it's a really unique meshing of three very different personalities too Sammy Walker we're getting to know him right here humble pie Minnesota Midwest just nice kind good all three of you guys are very kind people but then Marco more a little more quiet mm -hmm can have a little bit of nastiness in him at times, which is coming out more and more, and I sure love to watch that. And then Adam Beckman, rambunctious, loud. He's always talking. He's always full of energy. How has that all come together to make such an interesting and fun line? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know, but it just works, I guess. Uh, there's some days where it's like 8 in the morning, and I'm like, ah, Becky, <laughs> a little more quiet, dude, you know? Uh, but no, I don't know. It just works. I mean, I try to just use my speed and – I mean, those two are such good passers, and they they can both move too. They're both fast players, um, and they're so smart, and I try to just get open, and uh, they're pretty good at getting me the puck. Can you put into words maybe what Adam Beckman was putting into words eight in the morning, that moment <laughs> where you did go, hey, Becky, maybe a little less? Like, what are some of the things he's blaring out at eight in the Dude, morning? Dude, I don't we even hear know. This, we hear this from everybody. <laughs> so, like, you're not throwing him on the Like, no. this is a very well-known thing for anybody who listens yeah. or watches this podcast. So. No, dude, I don't even know. I'm just like, it kind of just like goes in and goes out, but you just know he's being loud, and <laughs> you just know he's got to tone it down a little bit. But he's a funny dude, and he like makes me laugh every day. I, I love it. Yeah. Joey, I know you had a lot more prep than I did on this uh, this podcast. Uh, what did you want to get to? I've only got a couple more for him, and it's about music. We're going to get there because I want to talk about that as a fellow musician. But, Joey, uh, what do you got on your uh, rundown here? Yes, yeah, so I get uh, a couple quick ones. So, obviously – being able to represent Iowa at the All-Star Games is a pretty big honor, and be able to do that as a rookie is 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 awesome. Um, two questions on that. The first one, I mean, what are you most looking forward to in being in Laval and getting to play in this, you know, the skills competition, the All-Star Classic, all that good yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, I think I'm most excited for the skills competition. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what event I'm in. Um, but yeah, I'm I just can gonna take a stab at one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's where my follow-up question is gonna go. And I don't want to cut you off. No, you're no. good. <laughs> I don't know how they pick who does what event, but if I had to guess, I would imagine they try to put you in the fastest skater. Now, the, the pick a corner though the, too. The I, record I really pick a corner. for fastest skater, and it's it's an AHL record, but it's faster than McDavid, thirteen point two five one seconds. If you're put into this fastest skater wow. event, you think that's attainable? Man, I don't know. I, I've never done, like, that, you know, kind of. You have of, to get out and practice one day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try my best, see if I can break it. Uh, it's pretty fast, though. That is fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. It's quick. Do you know who got that? Yeah, Anthony Greco. Anthony Greco. Yeah. Wow. 
He's got yeah. some Des Moines ties. I think he played for the Buccaneers in the USHL. I don't know. We had He's him for like a cup ties. of coffee for half a season in San yeah. Jose. I mean, he could fly. That's wheeling. But a lot of guys can move like that. It's just <laughs> when it's straight line, like nobody's really in, in the way. It's it's interesting. But, yeah, faster than McDavid was something. That's crazy. I'd be interested to see if they'd ever do something like that with the puck. Because I do think there changes, are – And that's one of the things, things that you things. do really well, Sammy, is you can motor – at least watching from the press box, almost as fast, if not faster, sometimes with the puck than without it. So I, that might be an interesting wrinkle to throw into an all-star. Well, game. they have the you know, they have like a puck control relay, so I'd, I'd probably. If, I want blue if, line to blue line with a puck. Right, but they have like you know you're going through cones and get, I think it's like teams of three. Show us how much. Also, how much of the all-star game I typically watch. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> well, I've, I've been break, the last couple of years. I've been able to go for a yeah. week. Yeah, it's usually a, it's a it's a really fun event. So I I think it's something that you'll enjoy, and obviously getting to be able to play with. You know, the best of the best around mm-hmm. the league has got to be awesome, too. Yeah, oh, well, for sure. I'm super excited. Yeah. Awesome. And then my, my last one, before I turn it back over to Ben, you are, you know, helping mold the next generation of hockey players. What was in Minnesota, now you're expanding it to Des Moines with the Sammy Walker hockey camp. So I'm going to give you a chance to plug this. <laughs> Tell us about the camp. How did it come to be? What are your kind of goals with it? And, and I guess where did this all come from? Yeah, no, I, I mean, as a kid, I always loved going to to camps, um, and it, my camp was always kind of it's everything that I would want as as a kid going to camp. I mean, off ice dodgeball and all these all these games that, that you get to play. Uh, but yeah, no, it was kind of this is going to be the third year, um, and it was just kind of always something that, that I wanted to do, but I was never really able to just because of the, the r- college rules. Um, and then they changed that, and I was able to do that. Um, and, yeah, it's it's just kind of everything that I would want. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's so fun. The, the kids seem to love it. They they always have fun with it. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for this summer. That's awesome. And where, for the people in Des Moines who may be interested, mm-hmm. where can they get more information? Where is this taking place? Yeah, well they they can go uh, social media, my Instagram, uh, Twitter. I have the the link in my bio, or they can go to sammywalkerhockey.com. Uh, it's got all the info uh, on the website, and and it's pretty e- easy how to register and everything. So, sweet. Yeah. Good little plug there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Man, Joey, you impressed, you, Ben? You came prepared. <laughs> yeah. Let's, if we're grading this podcast right Get now, an A. you've got an A plus. <laughs> yeah. I am hovering right around D minus. All right. <laughs> I give you a C. Well, passing. <laughs> we're I'm hovering hey, around D minus. Hey, we're recording today, so we're good for now. <laughs> I was gonna say we managed to sneak in a second January episode somehow, so maybe I bumped my grade up <laughs> yeah. extra credit for get, sneaking this in. Um, Sammy, this has been outstanding uh, I knew it would be because you're such a charming guy uh, to finish I wanted to talk about the music side because mm-hmm. one thing early that I learned when you told me that I think you'd, you'd bought a keyboard yeah. and you were taking piano lessons but before we even get there the guitar is something you've been playing for a long time mm-hmm. from what I've been told uh, I'm a guitar player so I'm always interested in talking with another yeah. uh, another picker like you are what is a go-to song if you got to impress somebody or you want to play your best what are you playing uh I love country music, so it'd probably be, oh man, five o'clock somewhere, maybe. Uh, we could have a talent show. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Some Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. just acoustic, do you have an electric? Just acoustic. Just acoustic. Yeah. I kind of like just the, the easy strumming campfire songs. Yeah. I'm not much of a, a finger picking or 
electric heavy metal kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I play a ukulele. I feel like I can be in this conversation. You just want to be in the talent show. <laughs> yeah, just the lone non-player in the are you, talent show. Are you excited for the Russell Dickerson show then, being a country guy with him it, coming in? Yeah. No, if if I'm able to go to that, I'll probably probably going to go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would assume you'd be able to go. If, if, Again, if you're not up in Minnesota, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you'll be I'm, – I'm, I would – Venture to guess we can find a way to get you yeah. to the show. The <laughs> humbleness again of yeah. Sammy Walker, right? Like, I, if I get to go, like, okay, yeah, of course, you're going to go if you want to go. Um, so the, the piano side, uh, not many guys walking into pro hockey at age 23 would go, I'm going to use my time away from the rink, which some months there are more of, some months mm-hmm. there are less of, depending on travel and game schedule, et cetera. And I'm going to learn yet another instrument. What has that whole experience been like? Because you've been taking lessons, and you've got mm-hmm. a keyboard in your an electric <laughs> keyboard in your yeah. apartment. This is quite a picture that you yeah. painted for us. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's fun. It's a fun little hobby, and it keeps you busy for sure. I, I don't really play video games or anything, and um, not with no school. It's like, what? What do I do? What, what am I supposed to do? You're done at twelve thirty one, and you got the rest of the day. Um, and so, yeah, I, I got it this summer. Um, and I, I kind of just sat around all summer. I, I was kind of lazy with it. And then once I came down here, it's just so much free time that mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, no, I'm, I, I got to start learning this. Um, and I started taking lessons, but man, with like the travel and everything and being up and down, um, I, I had to stop that. And uh, I've just been kind of on YouTube mm-hmm. messing around. Um, but yeah, no, I, I probably know four or five songs now and just. Like what? Uh a few country songs. Um, I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny. Like all of me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I I learned the intro to Piano Man. Uh, so I I gotta keep keep we rolling need, with that. Like, we need this. We need something. We need footage the, or something. The, the intro to your song, Elton John. Oh, that's a great yeah. song and yeah. a great intro. Yeah. Didn't, um, didn't want to start with hot cross buns or yeah, something <laughs> easy. Right into Elton John. Okay. Well, w- once I learned all the keys and memorized, you know, yeah, like this is G, this is C, all oh, this makes a C chord. Um, then I was just like, this is boring. I got to learn these songs. Can you read music or do you play more by ear? Uh, I I can read music, but it'd be like, okay, what is this? That's an F. And then I got to sure, write sure. it down. I can't like that makes a chord you know, i can't sure, really do that sure. i still gotta uh, learn that and stuff but i kind of just watch youtube watch how they play it copy them yeah getting it sounds so- like with all the time by the time the season ends he's gonna be fluent in reading music jeez <laughs> yes. I, I i it's funny I, i'm getting matt boldy vibes here uh joey like when we had matt on uh, many mm-hmm. episodes ago now and this was more on the on the sports side, but I'm, I'm referring to it from you on the music side where whatever he picked up, he just gets good at just it. And it, it sounds very yeah. similar to what you're doing here with the music side. Well, too, yeah, Sammy. Well, when I first started the guitar, it was the most frustrating thing I think I've that's ever true. done. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I can empathize with that so, for sure. But once you get it down, then it's like so fun and then you just want to keep learning so and you got to get the calluses early because yeah, the first few weeks your hands oh, just want to fall off. And I had to like put my hands in the right spot like your fingers don't move that way and once you learn it though it's it's pretty fun sammy uh anything else we didn't get to that you want to tack on here i've just had a ball i know joey has yeah. and so thanks so much anything yeah. else to finish oh i think you guys nailed it yeah, it was fun sammy thanks a ton pal yeah thank you
Grateful to Sammy Walker for a great interview there and some really good stuff from Sammy. And can't thank him enough for parking some time on an off day, no Mm -hmm. less too, which is not always conducive for players. And I would have absolutely said no problem, Sammy, if he wanted to take the off day. But um, we we have such a a group here of of good guys that – that are willing to to give their time up and, and and as as Sammy talks about in that episode their time is very precious. I mean, he had to stop taking those piano lessons because he couldn't find the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you to Sammy for for coming in here and doing that today and and we hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed uh warts and all from my side. Yeah. Certainly enjoyed doing it though with Sammy for sure. Yeah. I I you never really know what to expect with some of the the younger guys who you're not super familiar with. At least I'm you're with them. You're down here every day. I'm not. Um, I know Sammy is on the quieter side, mm-hmm. so to, to see him open up a bit like he did in this episode I think is really cool. And, again, just, just peeling back the curtain so all the Wild fans out there in Iowa and Minnesota can see what these guys are all about. Let's get a quick wrap here. We have a couple of items to finish up on our, our episode 16 here of the podcast today. Uh, first, the video is finally coming out. Let's yeah. preview it. The bet which we should start talking about another bet, actually. I don't have anything yeah, in mind, me either. but we should just at least tease so, that out yeah. there. But so, uh, again, if anybody missed it, Minnesota Vikings beating the New England Patriots on Thanksgiving Day. Joey Goldstein puts on the pads and has to stop three shots in a shootout from Iowa Wild players. It wound up being in a row. That was not the initial yeah. agreement, but it was better for the content, so I'll stand by it, even though I'm the one who changed it. And that video is coming up, and fans are going to be able to see it. Yeah, Finally. so at the end of this episode, that's that's where you'll get to see all of it. Um, it was a lot of fun to do. You change the rules in the middle of it. There, you'll see the entire controversy from start to finish is going to be in there. So you'll see the entire thing. Um, it was cool. The guys got into it. I mean, we shot it, I, th- I think, at the beginning of January. So you know, there may be some faces in there who, who aren't currently on the mm-hmm. roster, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of the way that the – the business works, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's. There were some laugh out loud moments. I think throughout I that. Uh, I know you were. Ben didn't <laughs> score on me either, which is two posts. awesome. Two posts. So doesn't doesn't matter if you hit the post. That's a good score. point. That's valid. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll and we'll have to start thinking of a new bet. Um, I mean, our next episode we'll probably aim to shoot for one in February. Probably come out mid to late February because you guys are on the road for a bit at the beginning mm-hmm. of the month. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll. Hopefully, we have something good for them. So, if you got an idea, send it over. Yeah, bet, bet ideas. Uh, we haven't decided on a yeah. guest by any means yet. Mm-mm. So, uh, if there are, it feels it, like we got to get Adam Beckman on here soon. Everybody just talks about point. how loud he is. We might just have to let him come on here and just like give him a headset, and you and I just kind of just sit on the other side of the table and just let him go for a little bit. Uh, we should mention for for those listening uh, to this podcast, if you want to go watch the video, head to our YouTube. What's what's our YouTube handle, Joey? It's just. Uh, the, uh, at Iowa Wild, Wild. Yeah, okay. Iowa Wild TV. I mean, it's this this video is going to be at at the end of this podcast, so it's not going to be its own standalone video. Just yeah, just keep watching to the end. We're only going to ramble on for a couple. But minutes, go to I YouTube. Promise. Yeah, that's how because it's I, on YouTube. I'm just thinking if I'm listening for to this, people they're, listening. They're going, yep. Where, how am I going to watch this? So yeah, yep. go watch episode watch 16 with Sammy Walker and just. I mean, watch it. We're we're cool. We're cool people. Uh, I would. You, I wouldn't watch. But it. if you've already listened, God bless get, you. I'd be. I'm then a fast listener. forward to the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I listen to most podcasts, so I'm always doing something. Yeah. And I I I, I would not want to sit and stare at us for whatever it is an hour. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I don't. know. My parents do it, but I guess that's a different. <laughs> I guess that's different. Mom and dad. <laughs> 
Thanks. Uh, Love you guys. Uh, anything else we got to get to before we put a wrap on today? Uh, yeah, I just want to – we got some – like a lot of big things coming up, you know, in February and into March, um, some big games. So you guys are listening to this. We're about two oh, – uh, not two weeks. About a week and a half out from Pink in the Rink, February 11th. So big every night. year it's, it's one of our biggest games of the year, Breast Cancer Awareness Night. We're going to have specialty jerseys, which came in the other day. They look fantastic. Uh, we're going to have LED wands being handed out to the first 5,000 people in the building that night. We're going to have our light-up ceremony during the first intermission. We're selling mystery pucks. We're, we're really, it's more so collecting a donation. Mm-hmm. So you collect a $10 donation, you'll get a mystery puck. Uh, the money is being raised to benefit uh, Tracy Pinter, who is a dear friend of Damien Giroux. They became friendly through their time uh, when, while Damien was playing uh, in juniors, and they've basically stayed friends ever since uh, with the family, but Tracy's you know, currently going through and battling breast cancer. So uh, we'll have a video that comes out um, kind of the week of Pink in the Rink to share more about that story. But we're raising money for their family to help them just kind of cover costs because they've gone through a lot. Um, We'll auction off the jerseys, obviously, live auction, which we're bringing back for the first time in a while. So more details to come on that. I'm not uh, doing the auctioneering, am I? No, but you'll you'll oh, be there to kind of just talk about like, oh, we're bringing hey, up. Nah, 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 yeah, that's not. Yeah. You're not oh, doing no, that. No, no. But we'll have an auctioneer, and then <laughs> you'll I basically. I had to do that before. I did yeah. that when I previous oh, team. Good I to know. For. So if we can't but find I, anybody, I can't do it that way. I just sat up. I don't there know and if talked. we want somebody to be able to do that too. That's kind of kind of interesting. It's cool, but. But then you'll basically go up and it's Sammy Walker. Sammy had a goal and assist tonight. And talk this a is we're having about basically him, so. a marketing meeting right now on the it's podcast. Bit, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of what it's going to look I'm like. I'm learning of this for like the first time. Yeah, now. we okay, have good. not talked about it. No, so we haven't. That's kind of what yeah. it'll look like. We'll we'll talk more uh, outside. But so that's pink in the rink night, and then we got three more you know decent sized games in February. Crash's birthday on February nineteenth. The f- it's zoo themed. So. <laughs> that's that's going to be just a unique uh, kind of tie. Great. I think last year yeah. the space with so zoo themed. The first fifteen hundred kids ages twelve and under are going to get a youth jersey. It's really cool. It's like crashing like a safari zookeeper thing with some animals on it. Is there a giraffe on there? Uh, it's giraffe print. I don't know if there's a giraffe. That's in the, fair. Uh, that that in place. The, it's cool. Giraffe though. print. It's pretty Sweet. cool. Um, so that's Crash's birthday. That's on Sunday. He's going to have a ton of mascot friends out. I think confirmed so far. We got. Uh, Alpha with the Wolves. Uh, we've got Iowa State's mascot. We're talking with Herky. We've got Cubby coming out. We've got some sponsors. So it's should be a pretty good one so far with, with only more to grow. And then we've got Pride Night, second annual Pride Night on February 24th, that Friday. So $2 beers. First 1500 in the door that night are going to get um, Iowa Wild Pride scarves. Last year was a huge success for Pride mm-hmm. Night, so it was a, a no-brainer to bring that back out again, and, and our partners at Capital City Pride have been great for that. And then the biggest game of the year is coming up in March, but the Russell Dickerson post-game concert yeah. um, is, is going to be phenomenal. Like, truly, get your tickets now because there's, I mean, there's plenty of seats in the building, but if you want the best seats for the show, don't wait because those good seats are going to kind of disappear. And we've got VIP packages. If you want to upgrade the experience, you can literally be on the ice right in front of the stage with these packages. You get all you can eat, food and drink. Uh, one of the packages has a signed gift from Russell Dickerson. It's it, it's going to be the biggest game of the year. We haven't done concerts in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm so thrilled for it. I've the heard players are last, super excited. Yeah. He's from – I've never seen him live. I've watched the videos. He is an unreal performer from oh, everything great. that I've seen. So – um, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to just kind of be a country night in general for that game. So 
come in your cowboy hats, bring your boots, your flannels. Um, yeah, just just be here ready to have a good time. So grab your tickets. All of the tickets, more information, iowa.com. Everything's there for you. So that's my my marketing spiel. Excellent. In yep. any world, do you think Russell Dickerson would let Sammy Walker play with him for a song? Oh. Well, so I don't I know, know. I know. I, I heard a story. Nolan Yachman, when our assistant called oh, yeah. he was in Milwaukee. I've seen the video. Yeah. I forget who it was with. Uh, not, um, uh, what's his name? He was married to Gwen Stefani. What's oh, Blake his name? Shelton. Yeah. No, Blake no, Shelton. Was, it, no, was, yep. Blake, was, was he married to her first? And then, um, am I getting that wrong? I don't know. Blake Shelton's a guy, though. Is it the guy? Yeah. Pop Gwen culture. Stefani, who's the, he, was the, he was married to another gal, country artist. Yeah, I don't know. But it was Blake Shelton. Randall yeah. Lambert. There it is. I knew I was going to get Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew I was going to get it. Okay. But there is a – I think Randall Lambert was first. Yeah. But um, – So there's a precedent for We can this. certainly ask. I think I – mean, I, we, we, we can't promise yeah, it, but we I, can't promise it's it, worth asking. I'm, I mean, I'm how absolute, cool would that – I mean, I will, I who knows if Sammy would want to do it. I don't know. Walker but play with Russell You got a busy to-do list today. Yeah. Photoshopping, talking to bona fide country superstars. I think that would be really cool. It's certainly something we can ask about. I don't see why not. The worst they're going to say is no. But, yeah, I've seen the video of Yonks. It's a good that. video. Yeah, it's a great yeah, video. It's he's really good. He loves telling the story, so uh, <laughs> I definitely ask him about it if you ever come yeah, across him. But yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, how often do you get to do something like that? No that's, kidding. It's that's different. No but, kidding. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I think we can just kind of put a ball in this, roll into the bet. But um, yeah, this was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, Executive Podcast Solutions and Jeremy Core for helping us uh, disperse this out uh, on different podcasting platforms. Also to Marquise Jones for the videography and editing of the YouTube side of our podcast, as well to Sammy Walker. And uh, uh, well done today, Joey. An excellent day for you. Congratulations on go out on a high note. All star performance on the podcast. I got to go back to the drawing board. They're about to send me down to the coast for podcasting based off of uh, the performance I had today. I got to pick my game up. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's all right. You know what? Everybody, up. everybody has those days. There's some days where you're just off, and today just was one of those days. And we're not going to let you live it down. Nor should you. Uh, and thanks to uh, you as well, all of our viewers and our listeners, for tuning in here today. Hope you enjoyed this journey. And uh, for Joey Goldstein, for Marquise Jones, I'm Ben Gislason. Thanks for stopping by. This has been episode 16 of Riding the Bus, the official I Am a Wild podcast. And as always, two honks for the win. Thank you.